On today's show, Draymond Green and Jordan Poole got into a fight in practice for the Golden State Warriors. How does that fall out and everything happening affect the Dallas Mavericks? And the Mavs are looking at their own guard rotation right now and looking at somebody to bring in. We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked on Mavs. I'm Luka Lentich and this is Locked on Mavericks Podcast. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know. What do you think will happen to the Golden State Warriors? Do you think the Draymond Green punch, the punch heard around the world, will affect them? I guess try to do it in the, the sense of like how it would affect the Mavericks. Like if that happened with the Mavericks, how would it affect? Who uh, would punch who? <laughs> so we'll talk about that. Join me as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com. The one punch person, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, I was going to lead off with uh, Justin Tucker, but I don't want to rub it too much into your face. Oh, but, we're done. Um, the... I found myself really missing Mavs basketball because oh, it's yeah. like we got the appetizer, we got a couple games, and now we're now we're having to wait a week. And I was trying to think, I'm like, when will be the next time that we go a week without Dallas Mavericks basketball? And the answer is All Star break. Yeah. yeah, but at least we have like basketball in between that. All Star weekend's a lot of fun. Luke is going to be playing in it. All that Christian Woods going to be playing in it. All Star mm. game, you know, all that. Uh, but hold tight, fans. It will be okay. We will get through this week, and then it's Mavs basketball basically until next summer into June, you know, next year. Yeah, so the Dallas Mavericks don't play again until Friday, and so then they'll play their last preseason game. They're only playing four or three preseason games this year. Jason Kidd told everybody that they elected to go to three. They had the choice, and they decided to go. Did he with- tell you that? He told, he told me and everyone else that uh, they elected to go with three instead because they're just trying this route and seeing what happens. I think they just didn't want to play as many games. Some teams are playing like six, like five or six preseason games this year going all over the place. I think the Warriors actually have five, five preseason games. The Mavs only have three. Playing like community colleges. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Mavs will play Friday, last preseason game, and then their first game of the season next Wednesday. So a week from this Wednesday. So it's a little while, but we will have you covered here still daily, five days a week on this show. And today, Draymond Green, there was a report that came out of Warriors practice that he had struck Jordan Poole, that there was going to be punishment coming, but they didn't know what it was. They didn't think it was too bad, blah, blah, blah. Then all of a sudden on Friday, like like the great Friday news dump that it was, the Draymond Green video came out. And by now, if you haven't seen it, I mean, go to Twitter, go anywhere, go to TMZ. They paid enough for it, I guess. And he, Draymond Green is on one side of the court. They're doing some kind of scrimmage. They're, everybody stopped. And they're doing some kind of scrimmage. And Draymond is on, on like the, the sideline of the court. Jordan Poole's on the baseline. And you can see Jordan Poole kind of talking. His head's like bobbing back and forth. He's, he's, oh, I'm loving this play. He's saying something. And then all of a sudden, Draymond like saunters over to him. Like not even like direct line drive runs at him. He saunters over to him. 
And then he gets right in his face. Like, he gets right up in his grill. And then Jordan Poole pushes him. Like you would do if somebody got right up in your grill and said something and came up to you. He pushes him. And then you can't really see Jordan Poole anymore. And then you just see Draymond just cock back, put his whole body, like all of himself, into this punch. Boom. Follow through and get get Jordan Poole clean right in the jaw. And then Jordan Poole just collapses to the ground and then the video stops. The video is a lot worse than the word that was used initially for the report. The word was struck. It's way more than a struck. And the most interesting thing about this whole thing to me has been the varied response from just everywhere. You can find any kind of response to this that you want. There's people that say, oh. Hooper's like, yeah, it's every day. But there are players that will say, this happens all the time. Who cares? Blah, blah, blah. You know, this happens. Then Evan Fournier tweets out, you can't, uh, this, this can't happen. Like you, you just can't do this. This is this, this cross a line basically like it goes beyond and you're like, okay, well you can find an NBA player that says one side and an NBA player that says another side of this thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what, what Draymond did was just uh, despicable. Like, I mean, when you hit a, you hit a teammate like that, that I'm, I, I, w- I would say it's safe to say that, you know, hits like that don't happen all the time (laughs) and you know pushes and and stuff i mean you hear about different things um there's been some things that's happened in in our little uh short time covering the nba the past six years that we've seen different um prs not talking about maps whatever it's just um how things get worded and stuff and a lot of things are kept in-house and rightfully so they should be uh, I don't agree with the verbiage of that it was a sucker punch. I don't think it was a sucker punch. Um, Do you know who called but, it a sucker punch? Because who? because I thought that too. I thought I was like, oh, it's kind of a sucker punch. And then I saw some people say, you've never been in a fight if you think it's a sucker punch. Guess who called it a sucker punch on his uh, uh, on his uh, Instagram? Stephen Jackson. Bill Lambier. Stephen Jackson gets on and goes, goes, you know, when you sucker punch a guy like that, I was like, all right, well, if Stack can call it a sucker punch, know. then then I don't know. Maybe it gives gives us permission to call it a sucker punch, too. I mean, they're like squared up. They're like looking I'm at I'm just each saying. Other. I'm just saying you can find any uh, any side of this debate. So it's it's so amalgamous. Like whatever it ends up being, the like whatever the the ruling ends up or whatever, people are just gonna continue to think that they're right about whatever side that they're on anyway. So now I'm just fascinated with what they do with it because, yeah. you know, it's like they, they had a plan in place with no video. Now videos came out. Now you you got to alter the they plan now. It. Draymond's take, you know, he, he apologized everything. He's taking some days away. Um, I'm just, I'm fascinated. I mean, I think everybody just assumes, hey, he's going to be gone for a while. He might miss some games, whatever. There might be some suspension and then he's going to come back and they'll be perfectly fine. It's the Warriors. It's Draymond. They've went through similar crap before. But what if they don't? What what yeah. if this is something? What if this is the final straw? What if this is, hey, you've been on thin ice for a long time. You're getting older. We know there's a player option coming up. We know this is basically a contract year for you. I think it's time for us to try to like entertain ending this marriage early. And that there's a chance that we're going to end it after the season, but we might entertain it now. And then you look across the league for Draymond suitors and say, man, what we've always wondered, at least I always have, what would Draymond look on, on another team outside of that system? And what kind of team would would like trade for him, especially knowing that he could be a, a free agent this coming summer? And for those that say like this is nothing, like all oh, overreacting, all this, Marcus Thompson's article in The Athletic that was great. talks about how you know Draymond Green's 
like the hard journey for Draymond Green now back. Like he failed as a leader and he like this is his this is like one of the last straws for him with this team. Uh when he comes out and says something like that, a guy that's been around the team that long, like he's the McMahon, he's the Mark Stein, like he's the guy that's been covering the Warriors that long. Um, you know, if we were going to compare it to Mav stuff. And when he says something like that, it, it means it. He's not just coming out here and saying like, oh, well, you know, he's not he's not coming up with crazy takes around Draymond Green just to get clicks or anything like that. Like he's really reporting this. And the fact that Steve Kerr and Curry and everybody came and defended Jordan Poole like so quickly. And I don't know, I haven't seen them come to the aid of, of Trayvon Green in any way. Uh, not that they should, but uh, but I, I think that it means something, right? It means something that, um, and Draymond's going to take a couple days away from the team, whatever that means. But uh, I personally don't think that they're going to make a trade. Like, I don't think that they, tr- I think they try to figure this out. They try to make it work. They try to just let it happen. And then maybe they make a move at the end, but something like this will fester. And what I think affects, what I think will affect this team more is I think it affect, it'll affect the chemistry and the chemistry on that team was really important last year. I mean, we saw it in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So coming up, let's talk about those two things. You think that it, like if they do go some kind of trade route, we can talk about that. And then let's talk about what they're on the court could look like if this does fester a little bit and it becomes a, a bad chemistry situation. We'll talk about all that coming up next, but before we do, let me tell you about LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the easiest way for you to get your job posted right now. These days, every new potential hire can feel like high stakes wagering for your small business. So you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. That's LinkedIn Jobs to help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I've looked, I've gone through job searches. Isaac, I know you've gone through job searches. It's tough. LinkedIn makes it super easy to find as a job searcher that I've been. And if you're a poster of jobs, they make it super easy for you to post them as well. LinkedIn jobs help you find the qualified candidates that, that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NBA. That's linkedin.com slash NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Go to LinkedIn. All right, Isaac, we're continuing to talk about this Draymond Green situation. And Isaac loves the way that I throw the button on the end of some of those ads. We're going to go back. If you keep laughing, we'll go back to dad's do the ads. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I could could have landed a plane better than that one. God. All right. Draymond Green. I think that... Go get him, Dallas. Go get him. Honestly, you, this is something you've been on for years, like years and years and years. You've wanted Draymond on the Mavericks, and why? He just punched a teammate. Why would you want him on the Mavs, though? Uh, man, I, if they traded for Draymond right now, I would say right now they're going to the finals. Because <laughs> I, I just, I one, I just, I've always been a Draymond fan, and I get it. People in the comments right now are gonna obliterate me and say, "Hey." The pastor's high again, you know, and all that crap. But. <laughs> They'd probably say you're finally high on the Mavs for the first time in the offseason. <laughs> uh, I just, man, I would just, I love what he could bring to this team. We know how much him and Luca, they have mutual respect for each other. Uh, they've always liked each other. His defense, his leadership, his playmaking. Yes. Like, if, you, if you make a trade for Draymond, 
you don't you can then you can move Dinwiddie back to the second unit and you actually have other playmaking in the in the front court. So where then you could start Reggie and Dorian alongside Luke on the wing with Draymond at the four, McGee at the five. If you wanted to go that, it's route. not enough shooting for me, but I get what you're saying. I get what you're going. Yeah, with. but but it's like you don't have to have. I mean, you could do Christian Wood at the five then, and you're just like, all right, let's do this and oh, shooting. Now, so now you're talking, but like that that's. He just brings so much. He would bring you that man. I'm. I mean, can you imagine him and Dorian and Reggie in the in a lineup next to oh, Luka? like? I mean, def- defensively, a, a third bang, playoffs. a third bang, bro. Like, like <laughs> he comes, he comes with that name, honestly. <laughs> but I just what he would bring personality to this team. The another guy to like back up Luca. You're not going to be touching Luca. You know, messing with him with Draymond out there too. The championship stuff, like I. There's every bit of that. Sign me up for it. I would love it. And we saw throughout the playoffs, like one of the things that really surprised me when we went to we went to San Francisco for games one and game two of the uh, of the Western Conference Finals. And when we were there, like listening to Draymond, listening to Steve Kerr, but, but specifically Draymond, talk about how much he respects Luca and respects this team yeah. and respects what they went through. Uh, I think that could work. Like I think they respect the grind or at least respect the approach on both sides. And I think you could see that work out uh especially with, with him and luca but but yeah I, I i think it would work i'm i'm curious what else draymond has in the tank and i'm also curious like what would he look like outside of having steph and clay because he just he can't shoot and like he can't he, shoot that, but you can I get away, there's you enough can get, teams though you can get away with that with like a lineup of curry and clay that have the the most spacing of any two players that have ever played in the nba but when you get away from that i'm just curious what that would look like because this mavericks team played so well playing five out and then Luca with the ball. And then if you throw in, you know, Draymond, like, okay, Draymond, Luca, you're just trying to figure out like the geometry just works a little bit worse than it did last year. And I'd just be curious how it would help. But I, I'm just kind of in the camp that that's a little overrated that it, it's not like Draymond is taking all these open shots right now because of all the space. Like he's not even taking them. Like, look what he's good at. And he's going to be good at that on other teams. Like if he went to Detroit, you know, he'd be great in Detroit as setting picks, running, running the offense, playing defense, doing playmaking, like all the intangible stuff that he's good at. He he could do it. Their system is Steph. Like Steph makes that work. Right. But with the Mavs, it's like you can't do the all right, five out pick and roll with Luca and Christian Wood with where's Draymond going? Like, where is he going on the court? He becomes Ben Simmons at that point. You're like, all right, where do I put him? At that point, like you have to make the reason why the Warriors run, run him in the pick and roll, though. OK, well, then you're just running him in a, in a pick and roll all the time. And I don't see him as and the, sign me up and dude. And what better of a dude to have as, as the short roll guy had Draymond getting the ball from Luca at the free throw line saying, make a decision. Draymond's going to make a great decision. He's a great passer. I once again, I don't think Golden State does. You know, they they do trade him. No, but man, if they did. Dallas should be at the top of the list because he's the type of guy and he makes $25 million. I don't know what it's going to cost to get him. I, it's not going to be a Rudy Gobert package. It's not going to be all this, you know, two to three first and like yeah, all the pieces. You got to pay him. Yeah. But, you know, I don't even want to do the entertaining. What would you trade on Dallas's team and all, like, all that stuff? But it, it wouldn't take the biggest package in my mind to go get Draymond. And if you could go get him, he's the type of piece that would. That would take you to the final. What do we think is real out of this, though? Because I don't think either of us think they're going to actually trade. But if they did, we'd be down for it. But what do we think is real from from the out? Like, what will how will this affect the Warriors? Because I think that 
now all of a sudden you have two teams, <laughs> the Suns and Warriors, that have some like bad vibes going into their seasons on the West. Yeah, I mean, you hope that it like throws from a Mavs angle. You're like, <laughs> oh, I hope this throws you off. It just they almost just feel like they're untouchable when it comes to like their culture so strong. Steph is still their leader. Clay, everybody there, like they're still gonna be a good team. Steve Kerr. Kerr's like, yeah, I remember getting my jaw rocked one time. And it's just it feels like their culture is just gonna carry them through this. We'll see. I mean, that's I think what what everybody's expecting. Can I share a take? Oh, I'm ready. Can I dig in? Can I can I take? Can I share a take now? Let's do it. I think this makes the Warriors better. <laughs> oh crap. I don't know if I'd go that far. I think this makes the Warriors better because I think it's been a long time coming and I think he's gotten away with some stuff and I think that it has bubbled up and he has like had the loose, I guess, leash or reins or however you want to call it. I'm doing air quotes that I think that he needed a little bit of pullback. Like, all right, calibrate, calibrate, right? Like, like do what you're going to do, do your thing, but calibrate it, right? Like, do like be the leader, be the tough guy, be the guy that is tough on teammates, but also is tough on the opponents and all that, but just calibrate it. And they were winning titles and he was with there with, with, with Kevin Durant. And then that he blew that, like he blew that up when he was yelling at Kevin Durant, he needed an incident or something, some coach or someone to, to help him calibrate this. And it didn't seem like he was going to listen to anybody until this happened where it's, you know, something actually happened to, to him. And so now you get Draymond probably on best behavior and Draymond on best behavior for the Warriors is better for the Warriors than Draymond loose cannon. Nobody knows what to expect. Jordan Poole is looking over his shoulder all the time, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, I'm just curious how that motivates him now. Now, maybe it motivates him in a, in a way that makes him too timid and makes him not who he is. But I just don't I don't <laughs> no. I don't see yeah. that from him in any way. Right. No. So if that's not the case, then all of a sudden I think that this could make the Warriors better, at least in the regular season, more motivated, like, hey, now we got to prove this. Now we created our own drama. It's almost like like the Nets on the other side. Like we created our own drama and now we're going to fight against it. Like uh it's the Michael Scott when he went and slashed everybody's tires and blamed it on the warehouse, like blamed it on <laughs> blamed it on somebody else to try and get the office to band together and like you'll you'll never band together in revenge as one. Now the like the Warriors get to use this. Draymond gets to use this. And they're like separation between each other to motivate the team. And I think that it's just going to help them, which is just annoying as hell. I actually see that point. I th And I do. I think there's probably more of a fracture with the trust on like, how did this get leaked? I think that could be very real of. Sure. Okay. Well, what the crap's going on above me? Like, is there somebody in the coach's staff? Is it where, where did this come from? I did find it funny that once the situation happened, it immediately became who leaked this instead of like, all right, can we just focus on the fact that Draymond punched somebody? Like, Draymond, that is the Draymond even commented on on he, he spoke to the media and said, you know, it is it is BS that this got leaked. It, and it is, but, like, but that's not. But that's not the main but can't you see here. can't you see that like in a couple months or whatever that's going to be used as the motivation not it's not even going to be about Draymond punching somebody it's going to be about they're leaking stuff about us they're you know that they're always coming after us they're trying to tear us down like that's what it's going to be and I'm sorry I'm already I, rolling my eyes but I think they're going to be able to use it that's going to be Cyrus's segment on locked on oh my Warriors. gosh I should clip it and send it to Cyrus everybody's against us <laughs> Nobody likes this. They're leaking stuff on purpose. <laughs> Did you listen to our show on Friday? 
<laughs> no, I just read his Twitter. Oh, oh man, Cyrus. He's a, he's a specific. He's a very specific Warriors uh, media person, and they love him. <laughs> All right. Uh, more realistically, can they get Faku Campazo, and should 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 we care about them getting Campazo? <laughs> We'll talk about that. Great tease. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines inside and outside of sports. Go ahead. Uh, I guess I hope you put money on the Ravens. I don't care what you put money on with that game. But you can put money no, on the NFL. I'm a believer. <laughs> In what? <laughs> no, let's go leave it alone. Uh, you, can put mo- you can put money on the NBA regular season win totals. We're going to go over those this week, later this week and do ours. And pick ours. You can put money on uh, the division odds. They have playoff specials. Mavs to make the playoffs right now. Mm. Yes is minus 600. No is plus 400. So they have almost the same odds as the Nuggets, which is interesting to me. Uh, And then similar odds to the... Oh, (laughs) similar odds to the inverse of the Sacramento Kings. (laughs) <laughs> the like Interesting. The, the no is the same odds for the Mavs as yes but all that stuff you can go check it out it's fun to read it's fun to go check it out all the odds news and scores it's bet online where the game starts all right Isaac Harris we're continuing to talk about this Dallas Mavericks team and the Draymond Green situation may affect the Mavericks the Warriors and you know in the fallout but in the immediate the Mavericks are looking at their guard rotation and we just saw the Orlando Magic um, preseason game where Jaden Hardy got the start after the Spencer Dinwiddie came off the bench after the game Jason Kidd talking about thinking about bringing Dinwiddie off the bench or at least running him with the second unit and well, he was just running running with the second unit yeah and now they're now they're just they're thinking this guard rotation I think from the at least the first two games we kind of know that Frank is not the as much of an answer as some of the Coaching staff and Nico Harrison told us right to our faces that we that we think it might be, um, but now they're looking what? at Faku Campazo. No, and it, and it goes to what you know when Mark Stein tweeted out about Campazo yesterday. Yep. He also tweeted out, you know, the mindset that what Dallas went into the training camp with of, hey, they had an open roster spot, which we talked to Nico on media day. And, uh, you know, we were asking about that third ball handler spot and he threw out Frank. He threw out Jaden Hardy. He also threw out the open roster spot. And Stein, when he tweeted that out, he was saying Dallas went into training camp. They had an open roster spot, but they wanted to give the chance for non-Luka Dinwiddie point guard minutes to some of the other guys on the roster. And I don't know, you know, and one of the options, if they don't like their options on the current roster, looks like they're monitoring or at least keeping tabs on Composo. Yeah, so they're looking at Faku Campazzo. He played on the Nuggets last year and the year before that. He was like he's he's to me basically he's JJ Barea in a different in a slightly different package. Right? The the way that he played. He's pretty good in a pick and roll. He can throw incredible he can throw incredible passes. Um defensively, he's he's really going to get exposed. He was only able to play in a couple minutes in the playoffs this year. Like he just really got played off the floor in that sense. And so now he's not even on the nuggets anymore. And when they were injured and dealing with stuff, they really needed him to step up and to play. And he had some really good moments for the nuggets. Like he, there's, there's moments where he was playing really, really well for them. He was, you know, helping them win games and all that. And then it just slowly kind of dwindled off for him. And then that last playoff run where they just could tell he just couldn't play. 
They're like, all right, we're, we're done. And so that's when they just cut ties. And so now he's out there. He's apparently, according to Mark Stein, he's, um, you know, he's got interest from Fenerbahce, from Real Madrid. He's got, you know, some interest overseas, but uh, he's still thinking around the, the Mavericks. What would you think about, about bringing in Faku? <laughs> so, you know, Campazzo has history with Luca. He played with Luca at Real Madrid when um, they won the title together over in, in Europe. So they got at least a season under their belts. They know how to play uh, together. Luca obviously left after that. Campazzo uh, stayed for a little bit. Uh, so I look at it and I'm like, all right, a Luca friend. <laughs> plays point guard this is the equivalent of like hey we could have had Dragic to where like you put airpods on your christmas list and then you get like a pods it's like the knockoff brand and it's like it's like they whatever looked the, at Luke whatever and said, the, the alternative they sell it like micro center is yeah and, and it's like hey Dragic is the airpods and no we're not gonna get that but we could get you a pods and we could get you composite another one of your friends to come off the bench I'm not like all out on Composo. It just I had the same mindset as like the Schroeder thing to where if we if we just signed another minimum guy, then you're naturally gonna do the Dragic comp of yeah, okay. Well you could have had Dragic for the minimum, but you, you basically didn't have a role for him. So if you sign a Schroeder, you sign a Composo, you sign another guy for the minimum instead of like trading for somebody, then you're you're like you're literally saying, Oh, we think this player, whoever that player is is better than Dragic. And I'm sorry, I just think Dragic is better than Gampazzo. He's 31. You know, like you said, he played yes. the past two years at Denver. He's not the shooter that Dragic is e no. either. Um, he's 5'10". He's really small. He would accomplish what you would want for somebody that, hey, he can at least run the offense, you know, off the bench, give you some spurts. Um, he would have some he fun does passes. Like, he, you know, there would be yeah. moments and he would be able to, he'd be a stopgap, right? But and he would be like the opposite of Boban in a way, like literally the opposite of Boban, <laughs> of just like a fan favorite. You know, people I like, just he, imagine the AAC just chanting "fuck." fuck. Yeah, they would. He, you know, he he's feisty. He'll get into it with people. Yeah. You know, the fans would love him. He's friends with Luca, so like you get all of that. And if they signed him tomorrow, it's like all right. They needed sure. they they don't believe in Frank and stuff enough. They needed a point guard. You kind of get it. On the grand scheme of things, I don't think, you know, I'm not looking at my standings after a Composo signing saying, <laughs> ah, I don't know. They might, you know. I'm not even sure I'm updating my depth chart to be <laughs> like, to look at it and be like, all right, let's pencil in Faku here and let's look at the depth chart as it is with him in. Like, I don't know if I'm even looking at it like that. He wouldn't play in a playoff series. So he's not moving the needle. That's that's how much he's, he moved the needle. He wouldn't play in a playoff series. Probably not. I mean, he might play some spot minutes here and there, but like the Dinwiddie stuff, you know, like even looking at him running the second unit a little bit the other night when Hardy started him like coming off the bench the other night tells me more about how they feel about the backup point guard position instead of how they feel about Dinwiddie. Because yes. and it's like we kind of alluded to it a little bit on third on Friday's pod of saying, hey, you know, don't like, you know, we had like a small three minutes on of saying, you know, if they don't start Dinwiddie. Here's the framework for why they wouldn't start him because they're not comfortable enough with a Hardy, a Nilakina, or whoever it is to where they're saying, all right, it's not ideal, but we almost have to bring Dinwiddie off the bench and just roll with Luca and shooters in this defined little system with the starting unit. So yeah, 
I mean, because we saw how much Kid talked about and how much he liked a second ball handler next to Luca. Yeah. And adding, having three ball handlers, having that second ball handler next to Luca, it opened up things. We saw how well, like, it, it fit and it worked together. For them to just ditch it and just say, see ya, like, I, I, there, there's deeper reasoning behind that instead of a, oh, that's the, yeah. Probably didn't make any sense. Well, it's a, it's about the rotate. Like it's a puzzle piece. The, the whole rotation is a puzzle piece. If you start Dinwiddie, then that's less minutes later in the game that you can play them to, or that you can play them apart. If you don't start Dinwiddie, that's more minutes later in the game you can play them together, right? Like because you want that, yeah. you want that kind of offense later in the game. Luca can start games without that secondary creator and and be fine. We've we've seen Luca like their first couple plays of the game for the Mavericks are always just Luca pick and roll and then kick out the shooter, right? Like it has nothing to do with another ball handler. So you can get away with that a little bit more. And it's just like the first six minutes. Cause then the, the, yeah. the bench comes in and all that. So I think, I think I also think it would be Josh green who would start if Dinwiddie didn't start for some reason. I think I'm pretty confident it'd be Josh green. Does it tell us anything that, that Josh green is not just like jumping up into that starting spot? I think they're just seeing combinations of things, seeing yeah. what worked. Like Dinwiddie would still finish a game, yeah. But if they went that route, I don't know. They, I still am under the belief at some point they're going to make some type of trade. Me too. I'm still, I'm still holding out, you know, hope and in, in that. But. And they're pretty deep. Like if they did bring Dinwiddie off the bench, all of a sudden your bench is Dinwiddie, Hardaway, Maxi, and Christian Wood. That's a really good bench. Like talking about shots, <laughs> like that. That bench is putting up shots. That bench is scoring points and. uh yeah, I'm liking I'm liking that bench. That's one of the best benches in the NBA. Everybody's just really, like bad logic. starting lineup. Not a good starting lineup, but a really good bench. But which see, I don't know about that because Luca makes every starting lineup good. So sure. and like Reggie and Dorian are great compliments to Luca. Yeah. So you know Josh Green's the the you know the wild card in that. But like you basically just say Josh Green, can you be a, a third version of Bullock and Dorian? And then Javel's the you know the pick and roll guy. So I think they would, they would be fine. Yeah, yeah. is Composo better than out. Frank? <laughs> is is Faku better than Frank right now? At things, feisty. If we yes. could, if we could combine them, <laughs> but honestly, I, I would oh, want better. Go. I would want better shooting, if, even if we fused them together. But yeah, I was looking at some of Faku's uh, synergy stuff uh, tonight, and um, not great from last year. No. <laughs> Not great um, all around. The fact that but, the fact that they went down a point guard, like they like last year, the Nuggets on their roster had Jamal Murray, Bones Highland, and Monty Morris. They trade Monty Morris. They keep Bones, so they just now have two, and they didn't keep Faku just to like keep it an even three. Like, yeah. is is telling to me. I think. Tell us this: If the Mavs sign Faku, do you want an emergency pod? Do I L- leave the comment below? Emergency pod for Faku. Let, let me know if that let us know let us know in the comment <laughs> section below thanks for making lockdown maps your first listen every day for your second listen go check out the locked on fantasy basketball show just doing incredible stuff over there josh lloyd uh he has like four three or four episodes a day on different things so if there's not something that you are interested in then i don't know try again the next day <laughs> keep trying on josh lloyd's show guys thanks so much for listening to lockdown maps peace out boom